My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by my fabulous new book. It's a workbook, not necessarily a sit down and read book, but it is something that I keep with me on a daily basis in order to keep me organized, to keep me on track and to keep me focused on my goals for myself and for my business. It's called The Busy Businesswoman's Guide to Getting More Organized. I hope you um, get yourself a copy. You can do it now at simplystacymorgan.com. Today we're talking about the five best things I did for myself in 2023 and this was not an easy list to make. Um, So much to reflect on. I talked in the last episode about reflection and about thinking about um, how far you've come and so I was, you know, drinking my own medicine, practicing what I preach and thinking about um, all of the things that have come together for me in 2023 and when I say come together I'm not saying just like clicked my fingers magically and things just fell into my lap there's been lots of things that have I've been working on over the years that have really kind of come together and just um really come alive come to life in 2023 and it has been (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because for a year that I started and and was I started consciously saying Glenda, my business mentor, is just the fact that she puts up with me is is unbelievable and has put up with me for all these years is unbelievable because uh, the word for the year was um, was consolidate <laughs> as it has been in the past. She's continuing to trying to get me to consolidate, um, and that was my that was that was the plan for the year. It did not end up that way, but it has um, worked out for 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 good, and I'm really really pleased with that. So. For me, um, talk, th- thinking about and trying to create a list of the five best things I did for myself, it's kind of a mix of things and I'm excited to share it with you today. And if you haven't done this process for yourself, this process of reflection and, and putting down maybe five, maybe 10, maybe you know 30 great things that have happened to you this year, um, then I encourage you to do so. It's a really great, really great task to do. And if you'd like to do it with a friend, you can book a one-on-one coaching um, session with me and we will do it together. But the first thing I want to talk about is the book that, um, of course, I hope you get your hands on for the new year. Um, it's it's a workbook, as I said. I have I have sixty seven percent of it of a book book written. I just need to finish it. Perhaps that's on my goal list for twenty twenty four. But this was a, a compilation of my work sheets of my um, tools and strategies that I give to my coaching clients. Because these are the things that um, I know work. I know work for small business owners. I know work for busy women, for um, people who are trying to juggle lots of different things. And so bringing them all together and putting them in one handy book that you can just carry around and, and work through as because it's a workbook um, was a goal of mine for a really long time. But this is the year that I did it with the help of um, gorgeous my gorgeous friend designer Tim O'Donnell um, who put it all together and made it all look pretty. I really... Um, 
am stoked that it's out in the world and people can get their hands on it. So if you would like it to be under your Christmas tree, then make sure um, you go to Simply Stacey Morgan and get a copy of it. But that is number one um, when it comes to the five best things I did for myself. Um, Yes, it's good for business. Yes, it's... um, you know, been on my list for a little while, but really for myself, the fact that I um, had something that I could hold and sign and sell um, was a really big boost for me and um, something that I'd wanted for so long. And so that was, um, that was for me. That was a thing for me. The next best thing I did for me was jump on a plane and head over to see my friends in New Hampshire. And I did an episode on this back, um, episode 127, if you want to go back and listen to it. Surrounding yourself with people who lift you up is something I talk about all the time. Um, I am not always good at making time to actually do it myself, but I actually did this year in October and I I cannot tell you how beneficial it was for me, for my mindset, for um, my direction, for my... um, just my heart. It was just so lovely to be surrounded by women who are further ahead than me in in their businesses, in their goals, in their dreaming. It was so lovely to be able to spend time with them, to listen to to them talk about their challenges and the things that they're looking um, towards now and to hear about how they got to where they got to. It was just such a, a soul-filling, um, wonderful week and I'm very grateful for everybody here at home, my team and my family who held the fort and enabled me to be able to just go and do something so luxurious um, in that I got to spend, um, you know, three full days with my friends on the other side of the world. So that was really, really cool. So that's, that's number two on my list of five best things I did for myself. Number three was a tough one. Um, it wasn't, didn't feel good <laughs> to start with, but um, it, it did make the top five in terms of the five best things I did for myself. And that was a really difficult conversation I had with my husband um, about our own versions of success, because that's really, if, if it comes down to, if it boils down to it, the, the only thing that Heath and I argue about or that we fight about or that we get frustrated with each other about is when we have conflicting versions of success. We're both heading um, towards something. We think it's the same thing and then we realise that actually it's not the same thing. We're actually heading in two different directions and that's really hard on the family. And so we had a really kind of tough like come to it, come to Jesus conversation where we had to lay it out. What is it that we want? What is it? Where is it that we're going? What are we working so hard for? What is our aim? What's the finish line look like? Is there a finish line? And it was a tough conversation and it, it, it was a, it wasn't just one conversation. It was, you know, it, we opened the door and then the continued, the conversations continued but I think we'd kind of been dancing around the conversation for maybe two or three years and, and both on both sides building up a little bit of resentment every time that one of us felt like we were kind of veering away from, from the path. And so to be able to come together and to create a really strong plan for where we are heading and, and be both being able to share what our needs were, like what is actually going to work for us and what's not going to work for us, rather than I think in the early days of our relationship – um, the, the two of us were kind of just like, oh, yeah, that'll work. Like, we'll, we'll just make that work. And we would both sacrifice things on either side and, and, and get resentful about that. Whereas at the moment, I really feel like we're on the same page. We're heading in the same direction. And that wouldn't have happened without that really tough conversation. So I talk all the time about not avoiding tough conversations. Usually it's in leadership, but it's good for relationships as well. So if you are avoiding having one of those um, big conversations, then I encourage you to just start just open the door, just 
you know, start with one conversation. You can always build on it. Brene Brown talks all the time about circling back and, and we've been doing a lot of circling back over the last couple of months. Like I just want to circle back to that conversation when you said blah, blah, blah. Does that mean blah, blah, blah? And how do we move forward from from here? And so um, I feel like we're really on the same page now with a really good plan moving forward. So that was number three in my five best things I did for myself. Um, the next thing is I bought another business and started to other businesses. <laughs> um, and you may think, save that for next week's episode, Stacey, where you're going to be talking about the five best things you did for your business. But no, these were things that I did for myself that I um, that I just – I just was able to trust myself, I guess, is the moral of this story. Because in the past, I may have wanted to buy a new business or to start new businesses, but would have gone, oh, is that really, do I really think, and like ummed and ahed and tossed and turned over it for months. In all of these situations, I literally just followed my gut and went for it. And it's, and it's paid off in all three cases. And it for me, it's a really nice reassurance that my intuition is, is often correct. My intuition is, is on track. And that, that really paid off. And that's really paying off. And it's really filling me up. And it's really um, giving me new motivation and new excitement and new, um, yeah, a new spark and a new buzz. And so that's really exciting to me. So that um, is why that hit number four. Of course, the businesses, if you are wondering, what businesses, what is she talking about? I bought Raw Success, which was um, a, a national awards platform, which we um, we conducted our first awards night last month, which was really exciting. And that, you know, I'm so passionate about business awards and have talked about business awards for years and years now and entered them and judged them and um, hosted them and produced them and all of these things, not kind of knowing that all of those things would would merge together when this opportunity arose, but that's exactly how it worked. I had, um, unbeknownst to me, been preparing myself for this role for the last 10 years. And uh, when the opportunity knocked, I was able to just go, yep, this feels right, let's go. And so that's um, really been rewarding. Getting to know so many small business owners um, from around the country, getting to understand their frustrations, their challenges, and getting to work with them as part of this process has been really, really rewarding and really um, filling up my cup. So that's been really great. The Australasian Dance Education Awards and Conference was um, an idea that a friend and I had been talking about for years, but um, we hadn't actioned it. And um, to action it this year with her blessing um, was really, really exciting because of course I'm so passionate about dance. I'm so passionate about dance education and celebrating dance education um, and also celebrating entrepreneurship. So it's like a beautiful meld of those two things. And so we created our very first awards night and conference that were um, hugely successful and not only huge and successful, a really good time. Dance teachers know how to party. Uh, so um, that was really, really awesome as well. And the other business is um, called Full Circle Moments. We bought a 360 camera that we've been um, taking to all of our events and have also been doing weddings and um, fundraisers and Melbourne Cup and uh, Christmas parties and lots of things like that um, here in Port Macquarie, but also in Sydney and on the Gold Coast too. And so um, that is just a nice little side hustle. Again, an idea that I had, let's do this, followed my gut, went for it, and it's really paying off. So um, good for business, but also really, really good for myself and for my soul and, and filling me up. And the fifth thing for my list of the five best things I did for myself in 2023 is I gave myself a day where I didn't have any appointments booked. 
not a day off. I didn't take the day off, but I just didn't have anywhere to be on a Thursday this year. So Thursdays were very much um, get the kids to school and then get your work done, but do it at your, in your own in your own way, at your own pace, in your pajamas or dolled up, you know, at a cafe or like just choose your own adventure days they were and oh, they've been fantastic. They've, I've so looked forward to them. I've been so productive and got so much more done than just trying to do work in pockets of time around other meetings. Um, so Christy and I were really specific and really structured with, with my calendar this year. Tuesdays was Henry Henry days. Um, Mondays I was working at the ballet school. Wednesdays was all coaching calls. Thursday was just this day that I just got to work at my own pace and I got so much done and um, then Fridays were my days for lunches and for meetings and for networking and for connections and um, it was I called it a tidy up day and so I would just tie, tidy up any loose ends and prepare myself for the week ahead and it really worked and so we are doing something similar next year of course I don't have a Henry day next year because Henry will be a big school um, so that's exciting <laughs> because um, for the last 11 years I've had a Henry Day or a Patrick Day or a Lucinda Day and um, sometimes several and next year all the kids will be at school so a whole new world one might say and I'm really excited about that too but that structure has really really been one of the best things that I've done for myself and um, I hope you can find something like that that will give you the same joy that it's given me. So that's my list of the five best things I did for myself in 2023. I hope you found it interesting. I hope there's something there that you can steal and and take away and implement for yourself for 2024. Next week, we're going to be talking about all about the five best things I did for my business um, in 2023. And I hope you're having time to um, reflect on where you've, um, how far you've come and plan where you would like to go in 2024. If you would like some help with that and some tools to take with you, then get a copy of my um, workbook. It's called A Busy Businesswoman's Guide to Getting Super Organized. If you would like a copy, you can get one now at simplystacymorgan.com. Get one under the Christmas tree. How about you buy one for all of your business besties, all the people that you know could benefit from being more organized or that friend you can never catch up with because they don't have it together. <laughs> and they can never find time for you, this is a perfect Christmas gift for them. Um, Turn up on their doorstep with that. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. You can get it at simplystacymorgan.com. I will talk to you next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 